Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Three Point Podcast. Jackie! Wait, what? Jackie, no! Oh, as you oh, can no, tell. Oh, no, I wanted my tater tots hotter. <laughs> I want them crispy. We have a special... Yeah, that's okay. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 just, I already had two beers, give me another one. It's pretty impressive hey. he's still down in beers. Uh, yeah. uh, Jack's okay. ready. Yeah. Hey. Oh, oh, hey, Chad, how you doing? Good, Jack. I'm just telling our listeners, we got a special show tonight, a round table. Matt is in town, Jared's here in the studios, and we have Jack strapped for the entire podcast tonight. How's Jackie doing? Not, she's not bad at all, and with me on the call, it might be a square table instead of round, but uh, anyway, sorry about that, I was just getting ready, it's near dinner time for me, and uh, she's cooking up some uh, Jackie Tater Tots with some Hamburger Helper, and who doesn't like that, guys? Sounds pretty good, I bet you maybe you can get some of that at uh, one of our sponsors, Rivals Tap House and Grill, they're helping us out as always, and uh, the Corona Connection, and also I gotta say uh, a big shout out to our podcast recording studio, Z92.5, The Castle. Well, this is going to be kind of a freelance show here, guys. Uh, we have Jack on the phone with us. You know, we're going to be here just throwing things out, kind of spitballing it. Where do you want to start? Well, I just want to say it's kind of, you know, it's like a family affair today. We got, you know, Jack Strap, my grandpa. We got, you know, <laughs> Matt, he's like my brother. And then we got uh, Ted, he's like my great-grandpa. Good old um, Uncle Ted. Oh, oh great-grandpa. Ted, great-grandpa. Oh, he's bringing it <laughs> okay. already, you know. Are you are you ashamed to say that Jack is your grandpa? Is it- I mean, he's... <laughs> He's a hilarious guy. I can I I get his humor. I like him. Humor. So, so when you so when you bring girls around the family, do you have to warn them like, all right, I've got this grandpa, Grandpa it, Jack. I mean, he's not a bad. He's not as bad as having Ted around. I'll say that. So. Now, now look. Now look. Now Jared was making fun of me for my basketball picks and calling me an idiot. Now he's calling me grandpa, and we're not even blood. Well, his birthday must be related, around the corner. But look, Jared, I have a lot of respect for you, even though maybe you took a few hits on the helmet in high school football. But, uh, you know, I think you and I will get along just fine, even though our age difference is quite a wide gap. Wh- Jack, where do you live? I think we all kind of wonder. Uh, well, you're, you're I live a in a guy. trailer over by, <laughs> you are probably going to think I was going to say down by the river, but uh, it's actually over, it is by the river, it's in Chi-Town. I was going to say, there's a dam over there and everything. We get to Corona every once in a while, that's where we do our shopping. Quick fact for you, Jared, Chi-Town was the very first capital of Michigan. Did you know that? What do you mean, like, Chi- Chi-Town is like an actual town? Is that where it kind of gets its name? I did not know that. It was like early settle- settlers in Michigan made a, I don't know if it was a wagon train stop there, but it was designated the capital of Michigan for a short period of time. And I, I, I can uh, clarify that because okay. there's a plaque in the park over there. It was uh, 1837. It was platted for future use, so the state of Michigan purchased it because they felt like it was dead center in the lower part of Michigan, and they thought that was a good place for a state capital, and then they probably ran into my grandpa and said, well, maybe not. <laughs> was he a fur trader, or what was he? <laughs> he was a lumberjack. Ah, that makes sense, too. Those mid-Michigan lumberjacks. Well, we're going we're gonna to kind of recap, since we're all together, guys, maybe a little bit how we got together in this pod world and our, maybe our broadcasting career. And Let's start with Jack, the elder statesman here. A little background on yourself there, Jack. 
Well, a few weeks ago, I shared how I ran into Ted after I saw his high school basketball game, and and, uh, and then he invited me to be on the show this summer. And, uh, of course, you know, the guys at the coffee shop, they think I'm famous, but, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just a regular guy. But uh, I've got a wife, Jackie, and we've been married since, uh, I don't know, the early 50s, and uh, she's quite a gal, and uh, she's sort of old-fashioned, and, you know, I'm the one with a big mouth in the family, and she sort of just does what I uh, said and what I say to do. And, of course, nowadays, I don't think I'd get married, you know, the way the women are pretty independent out there. But uh, I love sports. I may not know everything about sports like you guys do, but I guarantee you I have an opinion. I, you know what? I, I can't believe you're actually in the stands for one of those games. Uh, Ted, you want to tell them uh, about how great your team was back in high school basketball? Hey, we weren't that bad. We were all right. We were. Uh, I think our senior year, we were nine and eleven. That's all right, isn't well, it? We kind of actually started Corona's move to respectability in basketball. Because I got to tell you, Jared, prior to when I graduated, my senior year, prior to that year, Corona was an awful, awful basketball school. I thought, see, like, that's where I thought, weren't you, like, 0 and 20? Well, I, when I was a sophomore. Oh, that was, <laughs> oh, I just, thought that was football. That, no. <laughs> dude, I thought just, there was a football season. Oh, my you. God, the old guy here getting picked on. I'm going to have to I'm, bring it. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> it just know that's out there. That's the stigma that's hanging around your Well, I, I did have a winless season. You are correct. <laughs> that's actually more impressive, I feel like, than It's perfect. It like, is perfect, it is, right? I mean, as, as Lions fans. I always, I always throw that out there, though, that I was a sophomore. Okay. Right. Yeah. I played <laughs> all the time, so yeah, it was all right. Varsity. You know, you three varsity letters. That's right. I absolutely. So that's what it's all about. It's good that you're sort of setting the record straight. That's good. Any any question from, you want to ask here, from, young fella? Just from just from what I've heard, that was the thing that you you had a uh, Matt obviously thought you were zero and zero and nine. I guess in football, <laughs> reason, I, I thought, thought you were zero and twenty story. in football. Yeah, uh, seven and that. two senior in football. We should have oh, been that's undefeated. That's, that's pretty darn respectable. How about you, Jack? Did you play football? No, I quit school in eighth grade, had to go get a job, but uh, but I played sports as a young kid, and my grandpa, he played with uh, Jim Thorpe. Oh. Oh, wow. With the Carlisle Indians? That's the Jim Thorpe you're thinking. No, this guy's from uh, over near uh, Flint, Michigan. Oh. He spells his name with an extra P. <laughs> okay. Wait, is this something that I don't know as well? Jim Thorpe's from, is he from Michigan? No, this is a different, different Jim, Jim Thorpe. Oh, different why'd you say? Oh, okay. <laughs> Not this, so this one's from Flint. Right. Pay attention. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't, well, you said like Carlisle. I wasn't sure. Now, I'm actually surprised you even know who Jim Thorpe is, actually. I mean, he's... He's like an Olympian. That's like about all I know about him, right? <laughs> One of the best athletes of all time. What? Yeah, I don't really, I really know don't a whole know. lot else about him. I, yeah, I don't. Ever, that's but. just kind of what he's an Olympian. Oh, Olympian. he was an Olympian. He was a tremendous football player. Yeah. I mean, he was one of the greatest athletes of. Well, he was deemed the greatest athlete from 1900 to 1950 right. in that 50 year period. Not saying much, in other words. Well, I don't know. Don't shortchange the guys. Nah, I mean, you Matt, me- we're both thinking it. You remember some of those great <laughs> athletes, don't you, Jack? Well, of course I do. Of course. Red Grange and right. all those guys, they were fantastic players. And, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, Koozie fan, and I know Jared's all over him, but I think Koozie could take Jared to score. <laughs> There's no yeah, doubt about that. Oh, he doesn't cross over. He just, you see, we've all seen the video of him dribbling around in a circle. That reminds me. I've seen, everyone, I've seen everyone tweeting about how, you know, this tweeting this video. Did you see this, Matt? Like, the 1980s, like, oh, it was so tough. I, I retweeted that, absolutely. Yep. Yep. What that video showed me is because of that stupid, like, play, like, how you could just follow anyone without regards, like, there's guys that just look like complete losers in those videos. Like, widow's peaks, goggles, uh, beer guts, <laughs> literally beer guts, because of those stupid rolls. Now, tell me you didn't get a kick out of watching that video, though. I Wasn't okay. there some unbelievable <laughs> shots? 
Hakeem Not Olajuwon. the shots in the basket. Olajuwon's bitch slap. Awesome. Robert, that was my Robert favorite. Parrish Robert Parrish on Lambeer. On Lambeer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are some, those are some epic games right there. But I, 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 do I, just, I just heard, I was watching a YouTube click. Uh, Jack has to put it on for me. I'm not high in technology. But I saw Charles Barkley interviewed saying that he's better than Larry Bird. And that was absurd. But the only thing I did agree with what he said is he said that he thought that Isaiah Thomas was the most underrated superstar that there is in his mind. And I agree with that. But can you imagine... Uh, him being better than Larry Bird? Well, two points. No, Larry Bird was definitely better than Barkley. I think we all agree, other than Jared, because he probably doesn't even know who Charles Barkley Honestly, played basketball. Honestly, it's always like you. I don't understand how Charles Barkley was good. That's always like he was if good. You, if you go back me. and watch some of his video, especially with the Sixers, mm-hmm. that guy could play. I, I think his game would translate into today's game. It's just, he's not just a dude out there bruising like uh, like Bill Lambeer was back in the day. But Barkley was good. Was he better than Bird? Uh no way. That, like Larry Bird, I mean, as a fan, I, imagine if he had today's like training and with well, a three he never Bird, shot threes. Yeah, we talked about it. Like he's looked at as one of the best three point shooters of all time, but like I forget the number, but he only made he didn't make that many three pointers really. Right. Yeah. Like compared to Steph Curry and yeah. Donovan but, Mitchell. And the guys game's like changed though. Yeah, it yeah, really yeah. has changed. Yeah. I mean, the three pointer was a premium in those days. Right. Now everybody fires up the three right. ball. I will say, that, like you mentioned, Isaiah Thomas like being underrated, mm-hmm. Jack, and I just oh I agree. You disagree? I'm on board. I mean, it's just, I, the way I look at it, like Russell Westbrook, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, give me Russell point Westbrook. Point guard, point guard. I'll yes. take Isaiah Thomas any day of the week. I, and I think what brought up the big discussion is they put a list out of the top point guards of all time, and Isaiah's like number five or six yep. behind John Stockton. I think that's <laughs> that Steph ridiculous. Curry. And Steph yep. Curry, yeah. J- John Stockton is the biggest. What? Like, how all is he, he had to do was give the ball to Malone I know. every time. Right. You just hear, like, so he's obviously, they put him ahead of even Isaiah, like, or even, like, I just look at Kyrie. I love Kyrie because I just think, like, you put Stockton on Kyrie, what, is, is Kyrie just going to, like, oh, I can't go by this guy? I mean, he's obviously going to put him in a, I love the saying, put him in a blunder. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, Stockton was not known for his tremendous lockdown defense, for sure, but he could he could distribute the ball and he could yep. shoot the ball. Yep. But, you know, give, Kyrie's got to keep doing it for a few more years for me to even put him in the conversation. He's got to stay healthy for a whole season, too. You know, I mean, again, that's a big this, is, thing. this is off topic, but we're just throwing things out, yep. open open line time, in, using a radio term. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about a Mount Rushmore of Michigan pro sports teams? The four Michigan sports teams, who would you put at the very top of each franchise? You mean, like, players like, from those like teams? Like for the Pistons, or? Isaiah Thomas. He's, he's one head. Uh, the Detroit okay. Lions. I'd oh, say Barry, Barry Sanders. Sanders. I don't think right? that's even an argument. What do you think? Yeah, Barry Sanders is pretty sick. His yeah. highlights are pretty dope. Okay. Ridiculous. Uh, Red Wings, we may not follow hockey that closely. Iserman? Uh, you'd go Iserman. Yeah. That's fair. I'd go Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe, yep. The only way I know, I just know like the little Caesars in Corona, like their pictures are on the walls. Yeah. That's really, that's the most I've ever seen of those guys ever. Well, yeah, like, through, I've never seen highlights. the 90s, 90s and early 2000s, the Red Wings were pretty legit. So that was before your time. Now, and the Tigers, right. I loved Al Kaline, but if I'm going to put a Mount Rushmore head, it's got to be Ty Cobb. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it'd be tough. Like... I, it'd be tough not to put Miguel Cabrera up there. Oh, he's to right. Be honest th- with you know you. what? I he's mean, right there too. He has to be. Absolutely. Won a triple crown, a couple MVPs. I yeah, mean, that's a that's a good choice. Isn't Ty Cobb like a Nazi or something like that? Like some <laughs> yeah, crazy he, along those lines. He had a little racial <laughs> undertones in his personal sure, life. Probably, almost everyone in the major leagues back then probably did. Jack Strat probably knows a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not far from Cahokta. What do you think, Jack? What do you put on your Mount Rushmore? 
besides myself, uh, let's see. Uh, no, I think you guys have have a good call there. Definitely Gordy Howe and hockey. And of course, I I don't know about you guys. I never really grew up with hockey, but I know some friends that are big hockey people. And you know, Detroit is one hell of a hockey town. And how you could not have Gordy Howe there is is goofy. And of course, Barry Sanders. You know, I would pay money to see him play, and that's about it. You know, Lions stink. Yeah. I saw him play a couple times. Did you? You probably I worked a few games yeah. and stuff. But you see, he's one of those guys that seeing him live. There's a lot of athletes like this, but seeing him play live, you you respected his game so much more oh, yeah. when you saw him do it live because right. he looked so good on TV. But when you saw how fast he was, how quick he could cut and everything, I remember as a kid going to the Silverdome and watching and just thinking like, this guy is is amazing. Like this is a video game player in person without a doubt which sport would you guys say is like the most like eye-opening like when you see it in person like I, basketball personally football? i think basketball mm-hmm. because I, i'm i'm a big basketball fan I, any of the sports probably works but actually now that i'm thinking about it, when you go to if you ever go to a baseball game and you get there before the game starts and you see uh batting practice that's pretty incredible that's pretty see impressive some of these guys just hit home run after home run but basketball i was, you see the size of these dudes i was yeah, gonna say in football person, like seven foot tall yeah but the reason I say football, too, is because being in the industry, I've had a chance to be down on the sidelines for a pro football game with the Detroit Lions, you know, just right there on the sidelines, and to hear the absolute viciousness mm-hmm. of the hits yep. and how fast the pro game is. I mean, it's just incredible to be right down there on the field. Who would you say, like Matt said, Barry Sanders, who would you say is that guy for you that you've seen in person, you know, broadcasting game or, you know, just watching a game as a fan? Uh... It's it's hard not to say Barry Sanders. I mean, mm-hmm. I really think he's one of the more phenomenal athletes, not only in the state of Michigan, but in this country. I mean, you just think about it. He had Jim Brown beat. He had, he was should be the all time NFL rusher. Be, Emmett yeah. kind of creeped in because he retired, but uh, he was mind boggling. He really was. He was that team the whole time he was. There. And it's a shame they never made I mean, it to the Super Bowl with that yeah. bunch. That that ninety one team really had the talent. If they would have had uh, a, a quarterback like they got right now with yep. that team, they yep. would have won probably multiple Super Bowls possibly. No, and what did they do that year they had they had Scott Mitchell as kind of a joke when you think about him as a quarterback. Right. But when they had Herman Moore, Johnny Morton, Brett Perriman, they're off and, and obviously Barry Sanders, yeah. their offenses were some of the best in the league. Oh, the year they made with, the run with a pretty Bad quarterback. Yeah, Eric, so, <laughs> Eric Kramer took him to what the NFC Championship yep, game. Yep, and they got smoked by the yeah, Redskins. Yeah, but those names all just went right over my head. <laughs> go, go play the Super Bowl. I, I, hey guys, I got a I got a question for the young guy Jared. Hey Jared, uh, you're not a big baseball fan, right? I I am not. All right, did you see the highlights of the fight between uh, the Red Sox and Yankees this week? Fight. Quote unquote. Yeah, uh, fight. I mean, I saw it. Like Aaron Judge basically like, picked a guy up like by his neck. I yeah, like fights. Wow, that happens one out of every three million games. Right. So here's what they ought to do. This would liven up, uh, you know, major league sports. What do you say, Jared? That next time you have a fight like this, they just stop the action, give both the players some boxing gloves, put a circle around them, and let them go at it. Whoever knocks the other one out, they automatically get a run. And then we can apply this logic even to the guy up in the ball game who's getting drunk off his rear end, <laughs> swearing in front of the little kids. I say you take him down with his beer, line him up, and throw a 99-mile-an-hour fastball, and you try to knock the beer out of his hand or knock him down. That's what I say. It definitely would make it a lot more interesting. The thing that cracks me up about those those fights is, like, the guys that sprint in from, like, the outfield, like the bullpen. The bullpen As guys. if they're going to get there in time. And the it's... funniest thing about that is – 
they usually they run in and they're running next to each other. Why don't they just start fighting in the outfield? They usually they that run in like they're yeah. they're looking at each other. <laughs> I never like, thought about we'll, that. We'll see you up there in the infield. Yeah. And then when they get to the infield, they start fighting. But old school term, brouhaha. That's what it is. They just come in to be a part of it. Yeah. Not a lot of fist throwing. A lot of separating going I, they on. They should they should oh, be you able know, to. In, in the professional world, you got your certain protocol, and in sports, you got the same thing. You knock my guy down, I gotta knock you down. We've got to show like we've got their backs. So we got to run in from the bullpen, and that's all just part of the the game, you know, protocol. Don't you think? I agree yeah. with you, and I, that's one old school thing. You know, usually I'm kind of a traditionalist, but I think that's become a bit nonsensical. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the whole, well, the guy slid in hard to second base, so when he bats up, bats next time, he's getting one right in the middle of the back with, you know, 97-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> well, that's, that's what was crazy about that one is that was his second at bat after the slide. Right, right. He, they waited until they had a reliever who threw 98, and it was – it was the fourth pitch of the at-bat. Right. Well, so he threw like, at him the first it, pitch, though. Right, and missed. And then he came back with a slider away. Right. So that, that's <laughs> what Pedro Martinez was saying after that game. I don't know if you guys watch it. I was watching it. He said, like, there's a way to do this. Right. Next time he's up to bat, you drill him in the back or, like, the lower leg, somewhere you're not going to hurt him. But to wait till his second at-bat and the fourth pitch of the at-bat, that's why you get pissed off. Of course you're going to get pissed and right. you know, go out at the, at the pitcher. But the counter, the counter that's, why you, that's why you do it that way if you're the yeah. pitcher. Well, I mean – I remember like Jose Batista. Wasn't it like the second or third time like they played? I don't even remember the team. After like, the bat they, flip. Yeah, after the bat flip. That's a, I hate baseball's unwritten rules. Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. I, I tend to agree. That if you just, hit a walk off home run in the playoffs. Yeah, you should be able to style. It I know. Bit. It's just I mean, like a little earlier this year, they had uh, there was a team that was ahead by about seven or eight runs, and then uh, the team that was on defense played a shift. All right. And the the other team that was down by the seven or eight runs, the guy just poked a bunt down the third baseline. They got all bent out of shape for that. I, it it might have broke up a no hitter or something. Oh, uh, one of those. Okay, that that's kind of a. But don't put a, the shift it, on. Right, right, right. No, that, I've always said that. Victor Martinez used to do that sometimes because they right. would always shift. Why not? Him, and he would just tap it down third baseline, and, and the other team would basically say like. You know, that's that's kind of like a bush league move. It's like, why? How? Yeah. <laughs> why is that a bush? League? I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, guys. It's like, for goodness sakes, you could say it's bush league to throw an extra guy on the other side of the infield. Exactly. And besides, I read that article, and and it was not a no hitter. Yeah, the guy was pitching a really good game, but so what? And there was other guys quoted as saying they had no problem with it. But uh, you know, just one more comment on the fights is, let's face it, you might have some pitchers that really do not have the temperament to want to throw, but their manhood is being questioned, and so it's like they're forced to do it, and if you're batting, your manhood's being questioned if you don't charge them out. When the guy the other day threw his bat down, it almost looked to me like he was more pissed off that, great, now I gotta go charge a stupid mound. Yeah. <laughs> they always, like, throw the mitt at him, like, when he's charging the mound. Like, oh, that, that'll stop him. <laughs> well, there, there was one a couple days ago, I think it was the Rockies, uh, He pitcher beamed a guy, batter comes out and the pitcher chucks his glove at the dude and literally like runs away from it <laughs> i saw that it's like i mean if you're gonna drill someone in the back on purpose you better be ready at least throw down a little bit you got to i mean like, you, you know what's gonna run. get broke up right? you can't you, just run have you seen that video Who's the tiger? yeah right yeah in japan <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if you guys saw like the same youtube video i have seen it's like oh man that's a great i've heard video. him on broadcast people bring that up and he just he laughs about it Strong as a country mule, for sure. (laughs) Hey, it's our special three-point pod roundtable discussion. And, you know, we don't 
get the opportunity very often to hook up with Matt here in studio. Usually you're on the line calling from your ESPN studio in Carolina. But now that you're here in the studio, why don't you tell our listeners, you know, a little bit of your background. I mean, a lot of people are envious uh, working for ESPN. Tell us how, how you made your way there. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people, like, say that kind of stuff to me and, you know, like, act like they're envious of me working at ESPN, and I, I really appreciate it. It's it's a humbling experience to work at ESPN. To me, like, I, I'm just – I put in a lot of work to get there. So yeah. it's one of those things, like, I'm really proud to work at ESPN. Um, but it was an opportunity that I, – I love Michigan. I love growing up here in, in Corona. I love the west side of the state. But there's no way I was going to turn down an opportunity to Well, work well at let ESPN. me stop you there for a second. Now, you talk about the hard work, which there's no doubt about it. you got talent without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But, but tell our listeners – you know, what it took to get that job. Yeah. So I, I went to school for uh, broadcasting. Well, I went to school for film video production and then I, I decided I want to be in TV after doing a couple internships. Um, and I started working in local news over in Grand Rapids. I was there for three years and it, it was really one of those things working at ESPN was like, probably like Jared's probably like yours back in the day. Like it was a dream. Like I was yeah. like, I'm going to work in TV. I, w- I love sports. If I'm not going to end up being a professional football or basketball <laughs> player, I may as well work in uh, sports broadcasting. I started applying every day. I, I would say probably for two, two and a half years, I would hop on ESPN.com and apply every day. I probably applied to 250, 300 jobs. So you had your resume already made out, and yep. every time you saw something posted, you hit send, apply. boom. And I, I updated my resume as much as I could. I updated my, my demo reel as much as I could. Um, I got in contact with people in the industry that I knew. As you know, mm-hmm. this industry, it's more about who you know than what you Networking, know. baby. It's all about networking. That's why you can't burn bridges anywhere you right. go because you never know when you're going to run into somebody that you used to work with or know somebody that you worked with. So so I just did a good job of making a name for myself, trying to talk to as many people as I could, and finally I got a call. So, so I mean, t- it, was, it was one of those things like it came at the right time because I was I was at the point at the local news station where I was at where I was – Starting to get a little stale. I didn't know where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. Got a call from ESPN. More details. Yep. I, I want to set you up on this, too. Obviously, at that time, you were a single guy. Yep. So you could go wherever, yep. right? That helps. So tell us a little bit about the call, the guy that called you or the girl mm-hmm. that called you and said, hey, we want you to come in. Did you come in for an interview, or did they hire you on the spot? No, nope. Gene Caputo. He's the guy that called me. I'll remember that like for the rest of my life. He, Gene Caputo. He's a st- still a supervisor up there, but... um. Yeah, I got a call. I was just chilling at home. I, like you said, I was a single guy, so I was probably playing Call of Duty or something. Not, <laughs> not Fortnite. It wasn't that Fortnite wasn't around back then. But I, I got a call and said, "Hey, this is Gene Caputo from ESPN. Uh, we're interested in having you. We saw probably 300 of your resumes." So is that figured, what he told you? No, he didn't. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was. It might have been one of those things. Like, all right, we got to give this guy a call. He's <laughs> no, gonna keep applying. He's persistent, right? So, so yeah, he called and they flew me out to Bristol for an interview. Um, we did. A, I, I met the. The main manager of the group I was going to be in, I met um, a couple other higher up people, did some lunches, did a couple like sale like uh, tests. They they tested me on editing, they tested me on some stuff in the studio. Um, they walked me around the campus and then flew me back and said, "We'll call you." About two three weeks later, I got a call and said, "Hey, do you want to work at ESPN?" And I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, wow." <laughs> so so cool. what's it actually like like working there? Like, kind of, how would you describe that? Yeah, you started in uh, Bristol, right? Yeah, I, I was up in Bristol for five years, and I've been down in Charlotte for almost mm-hmm. two years now. So seven years total at ESPN. Um, it, it's almost like a for, for someone who is as big as sports fans as we are, it's almost like a surreal experience. Um, the, the one thing that sticks out, there's a bunch, but one of the things that sticks out in my head that made it, like, click, hit home with me, like, my, my God, I'm working at ESPN, 
second day on the job, there's there's an area. It's called screening. There's an area that's one of the main areas for for people to work uh, on Sports Center and all the all the other shows. There's a bathroom right outside of it. I go to the bathroom. As I'm coming out, I swing the door open and almost hit Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh my! I'm walking out and I almost hit someone. And you know, at first you get that reaction like, "Oh, excuse me," and I look up, six foot eight, giant Magic Johnson who. My got me yeah. into being a Lakers yep. fan. You know, we hear about him all the time. You know, greatest Spartan of all time. All that. I mean, being from Michigan, you hear all about mm-hmm. that. And it hit me. I was like, oh man, excuse me. He was the nicest guy. He's like, hey man, you know, sorry. I was like, uh, my bad. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I just almost knocked Magic Johnson in the face with a bathroom door. So did you fanboy a little bit? I did a little bit that day. I will admit, <laughs> so, I did that day. Something I've always like wondered is that is there like a this is something I gotta like picture being kind of funny. Is there was there well obviously like Skip Bayless has left now mm-hmm. but was there like a Stephen A like Skip Bayless like Civil War like pick your side like are you a Skip Bayless fan or are you a Stephen A fan? Um, I don't think so. I, I, there there's more like uh, you or get Mike and Mike. Certain shows. Are you Mike or are you are you a Mike guy? Right. Nah, I don't know about that. I think most people like both of those guys, <laughs> but um, you you'd get you get crewed on certain shows. So mm-hmm. like if you're on Mike and Mike or First Take or Sports Center, so maybe there's a rivalry with that. Like if people work on Mike and Mike, maybe they, you know, are rivals with the First Take people. But we're it, the best thing about ESPN is it's all a family. Everyone works together. Everyone has the the same goal. Um, so there, there's no rivalries like that. It's it's honestly it's it's an amazing place to work. And um, it, if it wasn't in Connecticut, then I would have never left. But Connecticut isn't the best state in the world to live, but um, yeah. but you're not far from New York. Not far from New York and Boston, so that right. was cool to always go to those, and even Baltimore. So I got to go to a lot of baseball games at all those stadiums up there. But um, no, it, it's an amazing place to work, and you get treated. I mean, that campus is top notch. Um, I heard the, the cafeteria, cafeteria yeah, is amazing. But, yeah. food. I mean, it's it's one of those places. Like there, I think there's 15 buildings now, so it's just like a huge college campus. Um, all the equipment is top notch. It, it's just one of those things. Like it's. It's all it's cracked up to Did be. Did you start it's there cool. before Disney or after? Uh, it's been with Disney for a long time. Oh, it so has been. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so a lot of their money went into the campus for sure. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Now, you talked about Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. How about uh, a few of your other big-time memories of, of names we might know? Yep. Uh, I, another one that will always stick out to my mind, in my mind about a, I was probably a week or two in, uh, Desmond Howard, who I've got – I have a jersey signed by him, and I've got it, like, framed. Go with blue. A couple, yep, go blue. And so he, he was, like, my first favorite Michigan football player back, you know, when he won the Heisman and everything. Uh, same, it was almost the same thing. In that, in that same area, there was a studio. It's not there anymore. But they would do shows out of that area. And I had some, they were doing a college football show, and I had some buddies text me, like, man, where, where do you work? Desmond's on this show right now. And I was like, actually, I'm sitting right behind him. <laughs> so I, I told my buddies, I was like, keep watching. I'm going to walk behind. <laughs> so – so they're all watching. I walk behind, oh. and my phone starts blowing. I'm like, oh, we saw you. We saw you. We saw you. I was like, this is amazing. After that show, Desmond comes up to me because I, I was probably, like, walking around, like, looking. Yeah. That was cool. And uh, after the show, Desmond comes up to me, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, were you telling your buddies you were walking behind the set there? And I was like, yeah, man, I've only been here for a week. So, you know, it's still really cool. And he was like, he was like no, man, trust me. It's, it's always going to be cool. And I was like, i be honest, man. I'm a Michigan guy. Like, I'm a huge Michigan fan. This is an honor to meet you. I talked to him for, like, 10 minutes. Awesome. Um, probably the third one real quick because I know yeah. we got to get the other stuff. Barry Sanders. Uh, he came. He, I, I saw him probably four or five times. The second time he was there, I was like, i got to find him. I've got to stalk him down on <laughs> campus, and I've got to bump into him. 
bump into him. Yeah. And um, I actually, I wasn't in work and I wasn't scheduled to work until like five o'clock. I went at noon because I was like, I'm going to just stalk this yeah. guy down. I bumped into him. I talked to him for like 25 minutes. Took Great a couple guy, isn't he? So cool. It was, it was around the time that they were like, they were selling the silver dome or you right. know, some of that stuff was going on. So I, I asked him like how, how he feels about that. And he's like, you know, it's a shame because that's where I made my living, you know, live, running around the silver dome. So really cool. I mean, it's one of those things like it's, it's weird talking about the cafeteria. Like you have all these athletes who you grew up watching or you watch on TV all the time. And then you're just like eating lunch with them or like you're, you're, if you're an editor, or if you work in the studio, they're your peers, like they're your coworkers. Right. And it's just kind of weird to think like, you know, I've, I've grew up watching Magic Johnson or Barry Sanders, and now I'm just like I'm his coworker. That's awesome. It's it's pretty cool. We just be on like this is ESPN commercials. That's yeah. This sorts. That's how I always imagine. I'm just never gonna change that picture in my mind. That's how I picture ESPN. That's not far off. Those those commercials are obviously a little like sensationalized, but it's not far off from those commercials. Yeah, I think. So Matt, I got I got a couple questions for you. First of all, with all the animosity we've had here uh, on the podcast with Michigan versus Michigan State, uh, it's nice to see that you threw an olive branch out there with you know the big Magic Johnson, the MSU alum and going right into Desmond Howard. So I hand it to you for that. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, uh, I, I forgot what I was going to second. Uh, sorry, go ahead. That's all right. I'll give you credit for at least having that one thing. You mentioned uh, being on – this kind of turned into like a Matt interview. I kind of like it. There's Sorry. so many people – I feel like we could talk about it. Well, I mean, it's fun. just so cool. Exactly. And I just – what's it like when you posted a picture of you like uh, – I don't know who the reporter's name is, but it's like you editing behind her. Is oh, that like – yeah. Is that, is that like the most awkward like <laughs> like couple minutes of your life? Like for, just like what do I do? Like it is kind of, Bobby? Yeah, because they were shooting that for Sports Center. That was uh-huh. a tease for, you know, coming up at 11. We talked about that, that day it was the Masters and, you know, we got the top ten. Matt's back here cutting it right now. Yeah. So it is like, do you want me to be natural? Because I remember that day, actually, <laughs> at that time, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Like, I was caught up, and it was in a little bit of a downtime. So they were like, yeah, just make it look like you're doing something. So it is kind of like, <laughs> uh, yeah. just start pushing some buttons and moving some video around. But Speaking of Linda yeah, Cohn cool. real quick, too, mm-hmm. I think I think that woman really, really knows her sports stuff. She does. I mean, and she's a huge hockey girl. Yep. Like, the Rangers are her team, and she does a lot of hockey stuff, too, but... She she's one of the first. Her and Robin Roberts are probably two of the first like women as far as like sports broadcasters who really like paved the way for a lot of yeah. These, and I've heard her on the too. radio a few times too. And when she's on the radio, and it's a lot more freelancing. I mean, she really knows her stuff. She does. Yeah. I mean, Doris Burke is Woman Crush Wednesday in Drake's mind, and, uh, yeah. and I think everyone's mind. Yeah, but yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with little Doris. No, she's good, especially for basketball. I mean, she knows her stuff. So, no, it's cool, and it's one of those things. I mean, Ted, you know, like you. It's hard not to fanboy. Like you, oh, it is. You know, it's like some. There's some people like, I remember like Chris Carter, Mark Schlereth. I've worked with them like a few times when I was up in Bristol. I wasn't really huge fans of them, so like that wasn't a big deal. It is still cool, like former NFL players. But like it's when you run into those guys, Barry Sanders, uh, you know Desmond Howard, where it's like, man, I, I grew up watching you. So like it's hard not to fanboy and be like, I gotta get a picture. Yeah. Denard Robinson one time he, he came when he was on the cover of NCAA football. He came to Bristol and was promoting that and everything. I stalked him down on campus <laughs> too and found him. I was like, I was like, hey man, you're one of my favorite Michigan yeah. football players of all time. And you know he was super cool too. Yeah. So I, it's one of those things like they they send emails out all the time um, that we're not supposed to like. We're not supposed to fanboy. Yeah. We're not supposed to take pictures with them. We're right. not supposed to do all that. Don't but ask at for the autographs. Same time, it's yeah. It's like it's like well, autographs. You're definitely you shouldn't do that. Right. But like snap a picture. It's like small print. It's like we're all sports fans. <laughs> you know, when you when you run into your like, like someone you've been watching your whole life, like how do you not shake their yeah. hand or something? Right, you know, right. I mean, come on. So it, it it's do cool you, though. 
do you like this is something I've always kind of wondered too. Like ever since you know I kind of we kind of met you like last year. Is it so like as like an editor, are you kind of always like like I want to get like on screen? You know what I mean? Like kind of like you see like Bear on game day. Like he's yeah. the editor. Like do you guys look at him? It's like you know like that's like awesome that he like did that. Is that something you guys like ever like talk about? Kind of like jokingly like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You you don't want to like go out of your way to do it. Like if you yeah. get on and like because they want you to get on, mm-hmm. then that's cool. Like with, with the thing with Linda Cohn. Like that was kind of cool because I didn't have to do anything to to be on. They yeah. just came to me and were like, "Hey, you want to do this? You be in this yeah, shot? Is that what they did?" So, yeah. Yep. So, so I mean, that's cool. Bear actually, he's a researcher. Um. So he, that's how he. Oh, got okay. On. Yeah. He he knows like he's one of those guys that just has numbers going yeah. crazy in his head. He knows everything about, especially college football and gambling. So. Well, you're doing a lot of stuff with Feinbaum too, right? Yeah. So now, you never know what that leads into. Yep. So now, yeah, down in Charlotte, that's Feinbaum comes out of Char- the Charlotte office. So. So I work on that a lot. I mean, one of these days, we're gonna have to have Jack Strap when I'm working on Fine Bomb. Yeah, I'm gonna have to send Jack a, a text and be like, "Hey, man, call call the Fine Bomb show. Talk to Paul." <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hey, let's pause for just a second, guys. You know, tonight we're probably gonna stop at one of our favorite places, Rivals Tap House and Grill. What a great spot! Twenty-one TVs, great food, including burgers, wings, pizza, along with a whole lot of other good stuff. That's Rivals Tap House and Grill, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. And man, not a bad spot to go check out some. NHL and NBA playoff action and Tiger baseball if you're going to stick with them all year. I'm going to stick with them. I don't know how many games I'm going to stick with them on television, mm-hmm. but I'll probably go to at least two or three games this year, I'm thinking. Going to a game, that, that'll never get old. No. Like going to Comerica, especially when the weather finally like turns around. Now, but that'll never get old. Yeah, Jared's kind of our negative baseball guy, but do you still like going to the ballpark at all? I mean, would I like pay myself to go? Yeah. No. But no. I do. I, I like it. Something I saw that's interesting. You know what? There's a lot of chicks there, Jerry. There is. Girls dig the Tigers. Well, did you guys tigers. see? Okay. I don't know about that. but Well, obviously they dig I'm, the Tigers I'm... players. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. get a good seat by the dugout. <laughs> well, Just that buy, wouldn't be Buy hard. a jersey and say that you're coming up through the minors. Yeah. I mean, you, you look young. You know, you look like you still do it. I, I mean, maybe I could sell it. I don't know. We'll see. I might have to try it. But Bat boy. You right, see, right. it's like, did you guys see, like, I don't know whose game was. They had like 1,000 people in the stands. Yeah. It's Marlins? Like, yeah. The, yeah, their AAA team God. outsold the MLB team yeah. the other night. That's that's, that's ridiculous. But yeah. oh, was that was that in Florida or was that in the cold in weather Miami. game? I think was it was it in, really? I could be wrong, though. That's but. crazy. That's just like where you look at it. Like, how can – how – that's where baseball's problem is. But there's really – I mean, you you say there's a baseball problem. There really is not in their eyes. I mean, they're getting paid – these players are getting paid so much money, like more than any other well, sport. Well, they still have huge and TV contracts. Exactly. So right? it's like – It's all about TV. Yeah. They got to be sick of hearing that, like, we got to fix baseball because they're like – I mean, get, you guys keep paying for it. Uh, there's really nothing broke here. I think the only yeah. thing they need to fix myself is they just, they just have to speed the game up. They got to figure right. a way to speed it up. Nobody – you know, you got – the way I look at it, being, you know, the elder statesman other than Jack, I got about a two-hour butt limit, okay? And that's, that's about it. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta crunch these games out two, two and a half hours if you can. Yep. But yeah, they like probably that, won't. Right, that Red Sox-Yankees game we talked about earlier with the brawl, I think that went over four hours. It mm-hmm. was like a four-and-a-half-hour game, and it's like, that's unless insane. you're a Yankees and Red Sox fan, like, you're not going to sit there and watch the whole thing. And that's where you got to join me and, me and Matt's, you know, crusade. Okay. We're not, we didn't buy the Tigers. We're not watching mm-hmm. them. As uh-huh. long as you're watching, as long as there's guys like you watching, yeah. they're never going to make changes. Because, like I said, they're making so much money. 
Yeah, you're probably right. But I didn't say I, – I said I probably won't watch a lot on television. I'll go to the game. You got Jack Strap who just turns it on and takes a nap during the game. I mean. <laughs> but that, I tell you, the older you get, are you kidding me? Do you want to fight through traffic and pay for parking and pay for a $20 hot dog? And That's crazy. You can sit and watch it on your big screen. I, I, Jackie got me a 19-inch last year, and, <laughs> and uh, she asked for a 19-inch a couple years ago. And, and told her uh, she lost that back in the 50s when we got married. Yeah, but, a few uh, short there. Huh? I'll tell you guys, the only person happy with uh, with a long baseball game is the concession stand because then they get to sell more food. Hell, they get to serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner in some cases. So that's the only problem I have with baseball. But when you go to a baseball game, you're going there for the long haul. You're going to relax, drink a few beers, and, and have a good time for the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to admit, baseball is good in that regard. I'd much rather sit there with a beer. Let's agree with this, Jared. And watch a baseball game than soccer. I'm I'm 100 percent on that one. Are you a soccer guy, there, man? World Cup. I'm not going to call myself a soccer guy, but the best thing about soccer, hour and a half, maybe two hours, you're in and out the door. That's true. And and yes, there there's probably not a ton of action. There's not enough action for me. Right. There's no breaks, so it's constant. Because I've seen I've seen studies done where uh, football games. I forget the exact numbers, but the actual action that happens during a football game is actually like not that much at all. Because if you think about it, a play lasts five to seven seconds. Oh, you're right. And then they sit around for a good 20, 25. Yep. The next play happens five to seven seconds. So the actual action you see during a football game, it really isn't a whole lot. All right. With that being said, I follow 100% what you're saying. Will you watch soccer, just a regular season Manchester against who's whoever, soccer game over a, a Tigers, a Pistons, a Lions game. Would you watch it over that? No. Uh, Tigers <laughs> Not right game? now. Quick answer. A Tigers game, yes. You would watch a <laughs> even like a Pistons an unknown regular soccer season? game. Like depending on who the Pistons You're are lying. No, no like way. A, no, not a un- like a World Cup game. Yeah. I, okay, World Cup's different. You know, I'll tune World in Cup, some I of that. that. Yeah. Soccer, it's just scoring a goal. It's like beautiful. Like it takes so many pieces. It's like basketball in that sense, where it's like you know, it's like the third pass, like before the goal. Like the hockey says, is like it's what sets up the goal. I'm well, all, like, like that. That I'm all right. about soccer highlights. Sitting and watching a soccer game, absolutely not. Yeah. That's me. It would be awesome to go to a soccer game, though. Go, going oh, to a soccer game. Hey, been the passion of, no, I haven't. Oh, I've been to a couple. Because uh, they are running. It's nonstop. Okay. No, nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, the passion hey, of the I'd fans. rather watch a NASCAR race than soccer. <laughs> hey, man, NASCAR races, I don't know if you've ever been. I used to go to MIS all the That's time. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other story, man. That's a good time. It's crazy how big that place is. That's what I, like, I went there for the cross-country meet. It's like you don't – like the whole lap is a mile. Like That's something like, I didn't really register in my brain until like, I and there like, used was to there. Be, there used to be grandstands around the whole track. That's because crazy. they used to sell that out. Yeah. But they, they took all those out because it just started looking empty on TV. Yeah, the but, economy really hit them bad. Yeah. They still get, what, 150, 200,000 still, don't they? Yeah. How is there that many seats there? It doesn't seem like there's – it's just so the one many. side. Uh, I mean, it's benches, so it's grandstands. And they get them in the infield, too. Yep, in the infield. You know, they bring in the okay. buses and yeah, the campers. A lot campers. of camp for the weekend or whatever. But I, I always tell people, even if you're not a NASCAR fan, go to a race yeah. because – it won, if you like people watching, it's the best place to people oh, watch. Oh, baby. But also, like, if you... Yeah, I tell you right now, that's one of the reasons I went to a race, and I was upset because all these girls were lifting up their shirts for my son Jake, and I didn't get one. So, you know, I had a problem with that. Oh, you didn't, you didn't see while they were doing it? You weren't paying attention? Well, he didn't let me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you blame me? I'm a pervert. He's like, get him out of here. I don't blame you. you. 
you, obviously we know that like I'm going to college right now. I kind of feel like it's kind of overblown, like my partying in, in a sense. Uh-huh. But Matt, if you had to say, I mean, you you went through the same go around as I have. I saw like on Facebook, you had like a picture of, like a giant fish bowl. Like I don't know, it was like some blue liquid, but uh, it looked probably. like you were having a good time. I did <laughs> see that picture. But what would you say? Like, like we were talking about Rushmore. Well, Mount Rushmore, like Michigan, like. Like party events. Oh, so like party I, events. Yes. Or, like if I was a cut, co- so you you went to college. Like, what would you say? Like, oh, you got to go to this. So- uh, welcome week at Michigan State is amazing <laughs> because that's everyone moving to Michigan State and just letting loose for mm-hmm. the first weekend of the year. That was always a good time. Uh, Bud Bash. I, at, I don't know. What, yeah, like what's that? Oh boy, that's up at Houghton. <laughs> uh, it's always it's always the first weekend of August. So the first Saturday in August. And there's a there's a bar on the lake up there. Um, I'm blank. I never yeah. go to the bar. You just stay in the mm-hmm. water. But there's a bar on the lake up there that everyone goes and parks their boats outside the outside the bar, and you just what? party in the water. <laughs> what about yeah? You talk about Houghton Lake, not Houghton, Houghton Michigan. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm not good. all the way up in Houghton Hancock. Okay. You, you guys Houghton. both can probably answer this. Like, what about like Fourth of July? Like, I'm going. Like, I went to Higgins last year. Higgins what would you say is is, is that Torch what you lake. would say the Torch, Torch lake is cool? Have you? L- Ludington's pretty good. Ludington's awesome. Is Ludington like I'm not? I'm I mean, gonna it's kind of it's kind of like low hanging fruit, like your age. <laughs> just just because like we're talking like <laughs> no, party. I'm going but back it, in the past. Okay, okay. I'm I was saying, gonna say I'm saying Ludington's more friend. family friendly. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, is this like and like great antiquing? Time. Like it's a great time, but it's more family. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Well, so that's it, out. it didn't take long for the young guy to get his testosterone going, didn't it? You know, a little bit of NASCAR conversation, <laughs> and he's wanted to find out from Matt where he can hook up with chicks. I mean, go on. He got revved up. <laughs> I'm saying Bud Bash. Just how about end of the world party, Michigan, uh, Central Michigan, and Western? What? Yeah, I, I you guys talked about that. What is this end of the world party? Whenever Central and Western plays football that, that that's weekend. That's another one. Yep, Central Western weekend. I, is I was at I was at Western this weekend. Like they call it like campus crawl is what right. it's called. It's like it's like a thousand people just sitting in like the middle of like a like the street basically. Like that was that was oh, a here, wild time. Here's one Western's for you, Jared. Time. Your dad and I did that one time when, when your dad was in college. <laughs> oh, I went down he, and hung out he, with him. He acted like and his he, buddies. He acted like he's like, oh, what's up? Like what is it? He, act, he acted like <laughs> oh, he no, did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not about to ask I about just burn him. I burn <laughs> him. Nice. Oh my god. No, I mean those those ones are those are always a good time. Um Michigan, I, welcome week at Michigan is always mm-hmm. fun too. Michigan's different though. Michigan State was always my favorite place to go. What about the hash bash? I was going to say the hash bash, but where's that at? That's Ann Arbor. Isn't that, that April first every yeah, year or yeah. early April? Right around the, the four twenty time around there. Okay, right. <laughs> but, oh, that makes sense now. Okay, now I'm connecting the dots. Okay, I'll that, be that kind of hash, not hash. Not browns. trying to encourage you there. It's like I've always heard. Like this is the rumor. Like maybe you can confirm this or not. This is why I kind of always like steered clear of Ann Arbor. I've heard that's just like you go. And again, I don't want to like act like I'm like some lady like killer or something, but I've heard that it's like all guys there. A boo of them, yeah. Unless you're on the football, <laughs> unless you're on the football or basketball team. Oh yeah, that. Go to Michigan State. That's what I'm where would you guys say Grand Valley? Actually, I, I'm a little biased because I mm-hmm. went to Grand Valley. Grand Valley is actually a good time because you, you can go downtown Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Um, but the campus in Allendale actually is a good time too. It's blown up like crazy since I was there, so yeah. it, it's probably a lot different. What, what about your day, Jack? Well, it's, uh, forget my day even now. It's like uh, last weekend, I had a blast down in Bancroft. They had some square dancing and some uh, some spiked cider, I think. It was some good times. There's a couple nice bars you know, in Bancroft. Come on, guys. I'm not, I'm not your age anymore, but uh, back in the day, I could swing it. Swing. <laughs> he swang it driving around what? the big boy parking lot. What? What's your, what's That's right. Your... If you got it, swing it. What? What's your drink of choice, Jack? Well, Jack Daniels, of course. Of course. Just straight? 
Of course, I can't get into the hard liquor anymore because I, I start really losing my mind, if that's hard to believe. I already lost it, but then I lose it even more. And, and I get an angry streak. I start yelling at Jake. Jake, get up here and clean the house. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> All right, back to Jared. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. I know your ultimate goal, goal is to expand from this podcast and do something in the sports mm-hmm. media world, right? Is yeah. that still the, the goal? Well, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you just hear stories like how Maddie's, like, applied, like, 300 times. I hear that, and I think that, you know, obviously that's what it's going to take to get somewhere like ESPN, like, where I, where I would want to work. But I'm not sure. And that's kind of, like, something I'm still – I'm just unsure of it. Do mm-hmm. I want to be – do I want to go into writing, or do I want to go into try to, you know, be, like, a talk like talk show host, like, something like this? Do I want to go into editing? Like, that's where I'm just, like – it's hard to decide. I'm just unsure right now. So but. you're a college kid. Matt graduated from college and with the information you needed to go to ESPN. What mm-hmm. would you recommend for Jared to do with his varied uh, skill sets he has? I mean, internships is the main thing. I yeah. mean, doing doing this stuff is great. Um, I would go to any of the local TV stations, mm-hmm. uh, see if you can get a summer internship or anything like that. Because any, any experience you can put on your resume and any news directors yeah. or any people that you can get contacts with, when you go to apply to bigger jobs or, or just actual jobs or whatever, and you can say, I know this person, because nine times out of ten, he's going to know or he or she is yeah. going to know somebody that person's going to know. So so internships is the main thing. A lot of them are going to be unpaid because a lot of internships yeah. in TV are unpaid. ESPN's internships are actually paid, right. so you have to come out to – to Bristol, Connecticut, yeah. or down to Charlotte, but but I would say internships. Is you're off thing. to a good start. I mean, you got a lot of stuff already on your resume. It's yeah. not like you're a lazy guy, man. You're yeah. working how many jobs? Three jobs, and this is a, a fourth job for you. So you're off to a good start. Stay yeah. focused. Stay focused, and you'll figure out what you're going to do. Well, I pre- I don't I appreciate that, but and I'm just I've always kind of wondered. You know, we've never I've never really heard your whole like story. I guess okay. like how did you get into like broadcasting? I guess I think. Okay, I'll, t- I'll fill yeah. you in a little bit on I'd, that. I'm, I'd honestly like to know. I'll try to keep it somewhat short, and then maybe we can finish off with some sports topics as well. Back in uh, a long time ago, back in 1985, uh, one of the we had a little local station in town, WOAP. It was the only station in the town The building's at the time. still there, right? The building's still yeah, there. Yeah. They're still yeah. on the air somewhat. And uh, their Corona play-by-play guy uh, took a second shift job, so he was out. Uh, of doing the games and Denny Herka, who was broadcasting the Owasso games at the time, we played city league basketball against each other. And he suggested to the owner of the station, Merrill Walker, he suggested my name. He said, I might be a, a good guy since I was a Cavalier graduated from Corona. You know, I had the gift for gab. So he said, he, he might want to give it a try. So they called me up, said, do you want to do the Corona Cavalier games? I think it paid back in those days, 35 bucks a game. But, hey, it was a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to do the first game. I, I was working with an elderly guy that was selling the ads, Clem Sellers. We took a drive up to Alma, Michigan. We did a Corona-Alma game. It was my debut. And, you know, I'm young. I was, I was like 29, feeling pretty cocky. I knew sports. I knew everything. And he says, 30 seconds to air, and I think I turned white as a ghost. <laughs> thought I was going to pass out. Started the broadcast, didn't really have a lot of stuff prepared, didn't really know that even the Corona players that well. I'd look down at my score sheet, and by the time I looked up, they were going the other way. So I still have that tape. Someday I may share a little bit with you just so you can hear how bad it was, but it was terrible. Now that kind of springboarded 
into the sports talk world because in 87, the station was purchased by a, de- a different guy. His name was Russell Balch. And I decided, and this was really early on in sports talk radio, Mike and, Mike and the Mad Dog in New York didn't start till 89. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this was 87. And I approached the guy, the owner of the station, I said, hey, listen, what do you think about doing a Monday night sports talk show, just like sitting around at the bar talking sports, and I can be the host of it? He said, sure, why not? So that's where it all began. So I started doing the sports forum back in, in 85, and, uh, you know, it just it just all came together. And like I said, it was really early on in the days of sports talk. Ultimately, I did have a goal of, of maybe trying to expand and move on. But I had had gotten married, had a daughter, kind of was settled in this area, and, and it all came to a head back when Magic Johnson, I think it was 91, announced that, you know, he had HIV. Well, at that time, we were... Uh, we had his best friend, Dale, Be- Dale Beard, was a part of our show. We were broadcasting statewide from Lansing. We had a statewide network. We were on 22 different stations in the state of Michigan, all the way up to Escanaba, Michigan. We were taking calls. It was a two-hour sports talk show every Monday night from Great Lakes Media Studios in Lansing. So we're, we're broadcasting statewide. Dale Beard's a regular contributor. He's Magic Johnson's best friend. We had an aggressive salesman producer that was working with us. And we had made connections with Dale, and he had put together Magic was going to talk to the nation, nationwide on the radio. I was going to co-host it with Frank Beckman of WJR. We actually talked together on the phone, putting the final plans together. Magic was going to be in Orlando for the All-Star Game. They were flying me down to Orlando to do the broadcast, and it all fell apart. His agent got a hold of it. And put the stops on it. Like that that's where he was gonna announce that yeah, he had he, he was gonna take questions nationwide oh, okay. and his first interview, right? His first interview, oh. yeah. And it all that would have been huge. It, yeah. well, <laughs> it, it was so huge, we were locking down all these fifty thousand watt powerhouse stations around the country to participate in this nationwide broadcast at that time. Keep in mind it was early nineties, so it wasn't the technology we have nowadays. Actually got a a, a, a solicitation for a sports director job at the 50,000-watt station in Seattle, <laughs> sight unseen. Right. They just wanted me to take the job, and I had to turn it down. And how much of this do you think, like, I mean, just me, like, just looking at like, it just seems unbelievable that, like, Magic John, like, it just seems like, I mean, you said that you're statewide, but wouldn't it seem like he'd be, like, I mean, like an ESPN at the time? I'm not sure who that would have been. This was early 90s. I guess ESPN was kind of coming around. I, it, it sounds yeah, bizarre. Yeah. It really right. does, but it was. It actually happened. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's how – I'll tell you what. When it fell through, I'll, I'll never forget because we ended up getting a hold of Magic Johnson's room in Orlando, and his agent picked up the phone. He was right there, and, yeah. he, and he put it – that's where he shot it down. I went into a complete – depression funk for a solid week i've never been depressed uh, in my life sucks. since that's huge but it was it it was quite a st- i mean that that's one of those that could have been like a career changer it could not, not saying that like it didn't turn out well or you know but like that's but, something that would have changed things oh without <laughs> a doubt and you know and i i had moments afterwards where i thought man what if what if but you know what when i think about it and and you know no real formal training and been able to broadcast play-by-play of football and basketball for all these years and since 87 
sports talk radio. Think about that. Yep. Even if it's small town, it's still it's it's my niche, mm-hmm. and I like it. And yep. now it's Teddy, expand- Hey, Teddy, I got to tell you, I'm sure the one movie that you probably break down and sob <laughs> is Field of Dreams when Moonlight Graham goes from prayer to a doctor, and that was what happened with you in that situation. <laughs> Very similar, Jack, but the one the one part in uh, Field of Dreams that gets me every time, like it does all guys, is you want to want to have a catch, Dad? Yep. <laughs> it's like the one movie it's okay for guys to cry at. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the, the one time I've seen that movie was actually kind of funny, like on the way to a Tiger's Hand, like in like one of those buses. On a bus or like something, yeah. It, yeah. I don't really remember much like what happened. Like they come out of the cornfield, right? He like builds a field. <laughs> yeah, right. If you build it, he will. That's like the only. That's the only part I know. So you haven't seen the movie and just sat down and watched it. Other no. than that, it's no. a great movie. No. Oh, it's, it's a fantastic great movie. movie. Especially, I mean, if you like baseball movies, it's a good yeah. one. If you, if I'm surprised they didn't show. If you were on your on your way to a Tigers game, I'm surprised they didn't show uh, for love of the game. What's going to happen, guys, is Jared's going to be at one of these parties and some really nice girl's going to say, you know, one of my favorite movies is Field of Dreams, and he's going to fall over. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. (laughs) Moonlight Graham. Love it. Yeah, we're helping you out, Jared. If that ever happens, I owe you guys a million dollars. The Field of Dreams. <laughs> Real quick question on, on, on baseball movies. What do you think is the best baseball movie ever made? I mean, if we're – I like Major League a lot, oh, okay. but yeah, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. For Love of the Game, I think, is one of my favorite movies. Is that like one. Kevin Costner or whatever? Yeah, yeah he's oh. like he plays Tigers for the Tigers. Pitcher. That's yeah, what yeah, I said. Yeah. Like he, he played for the Tigers. The I natural. Bet. The Natural is good. You know, this is a weird one, but – I liked A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own's real good. I thought good. that was a fantastic movie. Oh, that's real good. That's one of those, my mom and dad are always watching that stupid movie. <laughs> I've never, I've refused to watch that's it. That's one of those that's hard to turn off. How about you, Jack? You like uh, Pride of the Yankees? No, that's pretty funny, though, kid. I actually, it's not really a movie, but I like who's on first, what's on second. Come on, it gets me every time. Love it. Abbott and Costello, baby. That's a classic gag. I don't, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Comedian Ooh. team. Well, Jerry, go on Air Force One. You never heard that? You there, okay? really? I don't think I've heard that. Who's like, on first? What's on second? It's like second? a play on words. Like who's a, yeah? Like the guy. Check it out. Google it tonight. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> yeah, like like you said. I mean, my favorite baseball movie. Honestly, like first until Mass said like Major League Con- and like you guys started naming them. Like I was trying to think of some other than Field of Dreams because right. like, there hasn't been a that. good one in a while. I feel like what's the one called where the kid like breaks his arm and like he can throw oh, it, like hundred miles rookie an of hour. the year. Yeah, rookie of the year. That's, that's a great. That's one. a good one. Oh, Sandlot. 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 Oh, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. Sandlot too. Think of that one. That's that just popped in my. That's head, tremendous. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's the end of part one of Three Point Podcast. Make sure you keep it right here for part two. We got a good conversation going.